Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to the next episode of my mental health educational series. Whether you're hanging out with me on YouTube or you're catching the next episode of my podcast, Encourage, Motivate, Inspire, I am so glad you guys are here. So I have um, started getting some submissions in from people in regard to topic requests, as well as people submitting their stories. So if that is something you'd be interested in, if there's a topic that comes to mind, or you're someone who wants to, one, anonymously submit your story for me to talk about on here, or two, you want to be interviewed on the podcast, or even three, you are cool and comfortable being on YouTube um, and on the podcast recorded and replay, let me know. Um, in the show notes, there is the form to go ahead and make your submission. But with that being said, with submissions coming in, a lot of people have actually requested how to get unstuck slash identity crisis slash what to do when you're feeling directionless. And I think they all go together. Um, in my case, when I started to feel like I was having an identity crisis, which I have had at multiple points in my life, that's when I started feeling stuck. And that's when I started feeling directionless, which is why I just wanted to kind of like combine all of these three. So I think that this is a really important topic to talk about because when you go through life's transitions, there's a good chance that you have been in a situation where you just kind of feel like, well, is this it? Like, is this really the thing? Do I want to keep doing this? And the answer doesn't have to be yes. So I'm a huge advocate of when you really do feel stuck that it is okay to move on to something else. So <laughs> I talked about this before. I honestly, and maybe someone can like fact check me here from my life, but I don't feel like I make a bad employee. Okay. When it comes to me being an employee, I'm very hardworking. I pay attention to detail and I really want what's best for the company. Reason being, being an entrepreneur, um, being a health coach and nutritionist, this is the second business I have owned and operated. So on in-between times prior to officially being a business owner or it, once COVID hit and I had to retire my first business and then eventually build this one, I definitely feel like I gave it my all being an employee. There's nothing wrong with being an employee. Let me say that because I feel like nowadays it's like you have to have a side hustle. You have to be doing all the things like People are just glorifying being busy, but people are burnt out and mental health is crises are on the rise. And I think a lot of that has to do with that external pressure. So that's not my point. But there are many points in my life when I did work for someone else and I felt stuck. And instead of having that mentality that I have to stay stuck or I have to work for that employer forever, I was the first person who's like, yeah, this isn't going to work and saw myself out. Now, I know that's not a popular thing to discuss because there is a lot of stigma around job hopping, but I do genuinely feel that you should not confine yourself to a job that makes you stressed and anxious and you have all these health problems and you're stressing financially and it just doesn't work for you and your family, or you just feel that your boss is toxic or that you just don't give a shit about what you're doing. And I think that's really, really important to tap into because when we feel stuck professionally, we're going to feel stuck in other areas of our life. So if you've ever been in a job where you just feel like this isn't really going anywhere, this isn't really doing what I want to be doing long-term, or this just isn't for me anymore, how many times have you said, you know what, I'll just keep it going. And then that starts to affect other areas of your life. For example, maybe a relationship with your spouse or even with your kids, right? Maybe you're in a job where it's so demanding that by the time you get home, you're in a shit mood and you have no energy and you feel like you should be doing all these things with your kids, but you're just too tired. And then maybe that starts to wear on your spouse because now your spouse is like trying to pick up the 
um, the missing pieces in a way and just kind of overcompensating, even though, again, a marriage is 100, 100, it's not 50, 50, or whether it's a relationship or marriage or not. Um, it's, you know, you really are giving it your best every day and your best looks different every day. There's a podcast episode I actually recorded on this. If you press pause and go back and listen to something like that or check it out after this, but your best looks different every day, but maybe this job is literally wind, like grinding you down to a point where your kids feel affected or your spouse feels affected, or maybe your other relationships, like your social relationships, your friendships are lacking. And it's just because you're just so damn tired all the time. And mentally you've never felt worse. Okay. Well then it's time to stop and reevaluate. Right. Because I think a lot of times we focus our identity in who we are and what we do professionally, because how many times do you go out and meet people and they're like, Oh, so what do you do? I fucking hate that question. You guys want to know why I hate that question? Cause there's been a lot of times in my life where I don't feel confident in giving my answer because people either ask just because it's like, Oh, this is a small talk thing to check off or they ask and they don't genuinely want to listen. So it's like, how much time do you got? Because my story is very unique and everyone's story is unique, but it's like, if I just answer that question, I feel like it kind of doesn't justify me in what I do and in my identity because people put so much emphasis on it. So it only makes sense to explain that by going back and telling a little bit more about my story when I felt like I was stuck. I didn't know how to identify myself and I felt directionless. So if you've listened to some of my past podcast episodes, some of this might sound familiar, but there were a couple of times in my life where I felt like I had no identity. First period of my life of feeling a lack of identity and just kind of being like in a crisis was when I was diagnosed with some health issues, um, to keep a long story short, that prohibited me basically from healthily participating in sports. And growing up, I was the athlete. I like lived, breathed, slept, ate whatever sports to the point where I look back and I'm like, how the hell did I get through that? Just from a standpoint of like, maybe it was morning practice and then was at school all day and then had practice at night and then had homework. And I'm like, holy shit, how did I have time for anything? Um, I don't know. All that to say, when I was basically told, like, it's too dangerous for me to compete at the level I wanted to compete at or to train at the level I wanted to get to, I was like, well, what the hell else am I good at? Like, what do I actually like? Because you guys, I didn't know. It was just like, I was never a great student. And I've openly talked about how school has always been difficult for me, regardless of what level, you know, if that was middle school, high school, you know, I'm sure I had issues in elementary school and then college. It's all been really difficult. So when the one thing that you find your purpose in or your identity in is basically stripped away, it's really, really hard to not fall into a funk, right? And so I fell into a depression for sure. And it was a very dark and scary point in my life because I felt like, who the hell am I? And I honestly didn't know. And it was very hard for me to even one, want to talk to people, but two, to even experiment around and be like, well, what do I want to do with all of this time? Right. I just shared with you guys, like I was literally always doing something. And so how do you go from being super busy and consumed in what you do and loving it to then basically doing nothing? And that exact same, um, emphasis or that exact same, you know, structure of what I just said repeated itself when COVID hit, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. With that being said, I spent time just kind of in my head more than normal because I'm always in my head. Let's be honest. If you know me, you know, 
Um, and I just don't feel like I had any direction. I like, don't even think I knew what I even wanted to do. I'm pretty sure it was just going through the motions. It was like, okay, I need to wake up. I need to go to school. I need to do homework. You know, I need to do chores around the house. It was just like, I just didn't care about anything. Um, and that's, that's scary, right? Like when you feel like you're in a situation where you lose all feeling and emotion, it's scary. You're vulnerable to your own thoughts. You're vulnerable to your own feelings. And if you don't feel like there's someone you can talk to that truly understands, you don't feel heard or seen or even understood. And that is a shitty place to be in. Let me tell you, because I have felt like there are multiple times in my life that I just don't feel fully understood. And it's frustrating, right? Because I feel a lot of feelings. I do. And it's annoying. It's a superpower, but it's also a weakness of mine, a kryptonite. Um, and when I feel all these feelings that I don't know how to vocalize them, it's definitely failed me at different parts of my life. And the biggest part of that, again, growing up when there's all this pressure on you to do all these things and exceed in whatever your hobbies are and in school and then getting ready for college and that expectation of feeling like you have to go to college and you have to do things in a certain order. Well, when you don't feel understood or you don't feel heard, it's a scary, scary place to be. It is in my opinion. And so being this washed up athlete, whatever, I just kind of like craved what everyone else had that, oh, I might be going and playing XYZ sport in college, or, oh, I have practice and I'm participating in all these things, or we have this big tournament, or we won this big award or whatever. And I just felt like I would come home and isolate myself and just keep thinking of what could have been. And I am a writer, those of you who know me personally, and I have probably like dropped a couple hints here and there on my podcast about a book I wrote, which I'm really excited to put the final edits on the first version um, with additional add-ons to the last two chapters that'll be coming before I self-publish. But I've always been a writer. So when I feel this stuck identity crisis directionless, I need to get out of my head. Um, and that's what therapy's for. Highly, highly recommend finding a therapist, someone who you can be vulnerable with. But when you don't have resources like that, it's really powerful to be in tune with yourself. So I would write and I still do. So in writing, whether I would put a pen to paper and just doodle until thoughts came out of my head, or if I actually had something intentional to talk about, I realized that writing was one of my superpowers that if I wrote I felt that I could compose something that was a neater, more organized version of what's going on in my head and made it easier for people to hear me, to understand me, to make me feel seen and understood, which we all want to feel heard, seen, valued, understood, appreciated. But again, if we have a lot going on in our head and we feel like we're not in a place where we can openly divulge that or be vulnerable, let our walls down, it's very hard to be able to articulate anything, let alone even understanding how we're feeling. So when I turned to writing, even just as a way of like self-help, I started to realize that I just really enjoyed it in general. And so then it was like, okay, how can I tap into writing? And then writing turned into like, this is going to sound crazy, but before Pinterest was a thing, you guys hear me out before Pinterest was a thing. I freaking made Pinterest happen, but not an app form. Okay. So 
when it came to me and being diagnosed bipolar, which happened way later in life, but I will say there's a lot of studies that the creator, the bipolar brain is very like elevated in creativity and to a level of intelligence. Let me just say that intelligence has nothing to do with being able to take a test because trust me, I feel freaking stupid a lot of the time because I can't take a test and I don't know numbers really well. But from a level of strategy and understanding and piecing things together, a lot of people are like, oh, holy shit, like, damn, that's really cool how you pieced all that together. So from the creativity standpoint, um, I would literally like think of how I was feeling or my emotions or something that I was passionate about. And I would print off pictures and stick all the pictures together in a little bit of a collage. So think of like your boards on Pinterest, right? Like I have one that's encourage, motivate, inspire, which is a lot of quotes that go hand in hand with my podcast. Um, you know, and then all the typical ones like wedding planning or food, or I like baseball hats. So here's a bunch of baseball hats or athletic workout wear, whatever. So I was already doing that. And that was how I kind of put a image to how I was feeling. So whenever I get in my head about like thoughts and feelings and words, then I like to find a relative quote. And that's why on the podcast page, you will find nothing but quotes, (laughs) Because that's a way of me expressing myself, but also expressing, again, encouragement, motivation, inspiration to others. So when I started doing this magical printed paper Pinterest, you could say, I started to realize I like really had a like keen eye for design. And so, okay, how do you take your love for writing and design and make it a thing? Well, it just so happened that my high school had a yearbook and a newspaper. And so I joined journalism and was later inducted into what's called Quill and Scroll. It is the like honors, national honor society type thing, but for journalism. And so starting to design a newspaper, eventually being editor in chief of our high school yearbook, my senior year, I really realized I'm like, wow, I really like words. Wow. I really like design. Wow. This is really fun. And it's crazy to look back at that experience and then realize, you know, in my young professional career, how much that would play into itself. But going from athlete to super, super creative and then going to college and being like, I didn't even know if I wanted to go to college. I've again, openly shared, I failed classes. It was in college that I feel as if, you know, I could have been diagnosed bipolar at a very young age. And I can look back, especially from my journals upon the years, which turned into my book of like, damn girl, like you were super depressed here. And then you were like very, very up for a long period of time. And bipolar is up and down. And the stigma with bipolar, right? It's like, oh, the weather's being so bipolar. It was super cold this morning. And then it was like super hot and all that shit. Like, I don't let that get to me because I get it. Trust me. I understand. Like, it's funny until it's not. And so when I got to college, it was like, I was fighting these up and downs. And it was like, how do I actually like give a crap about writing and design and take that into college when I literally had days where I just couldn't get myself to do anything. So then it was like, okay, I knew who I was as an athlete. Then I identified myself and had a purpose and writing and design. But then I go to this whole new life experience where I know no one and I'm a freshman. I don't know what organizations and activities there are. And I felt like I was starting over from scratch. So instead of letting that identity and that purpose and direction follow me, I kind of got there and was like, well, now what? And it took me a lot of time to fall into that. And that's where trying to find organizations, regardless if, you know, whatever age you are, right? Whether it's sports or like art, or even as a professional, there's different organizations, there's different nonprofits, there's 
um, all these volunteer works. There's, there's all these things that you can submerse yourself in. Right. So it's kind of like, okay, what do you like doing when you have the energy? Very important to say when you have the energy, what do you enjoy doing outside of your professional identity? Right. Because if you have a job, again, that consumes a lot of your time. We need to be able to make money to live. And so, you know, life is super expensive right now. Let's be honest. Um, literally going to the grocery store, like weekly or whatever, if I'm stocking up on stuff, well, well actually like even this past week when I went to the store, I got so much stuff, but I didn't buy a lot of protein. And even without protein, it was like 180 bucks. And I'm like, there's literally two of us and dogs, but there's two of us. Like, I can't imagine some of these families grocery bills right now, right? Like why wasn't Black Friday like a thing in grocery stores? Like I bet a bunch of people would have gone and invested in groceries over the next hot thing on Amazon or Best Buy. Conversation for a different day, right? End rant. All that to say, when you are so consumed in school or work and you are in these new chapters of life, whether you realize it's a new chapter or not, you just kind of feel like, well, now what? And that's how I felt when I got to college. Well, now what? What am I going to do? Sure, I can look into different organizations, but how am I going to find my one thing that will make all of the studying, all going to class, feeling drained, taking all the tests worth my time and actually feel fulfilled in some sort of way? Because it's mundane, right? Going to school, and sitting in class and doing homework and taking exams. It's Monday, going to work, especially if you don't like what you do. And it's the same thing every day. It's just like, is this literally how life is going to be? So you have to find that thing. And so when I got to college, I was like, okay, how can I still enjoy writing? How can I still enjoy designing? And, you know, over the years of being in college, I found different organizations and different roles and organizations that allowed to me to do some of those things. Um, there was a writing course we that was like mandatory. There was two of them um, as first year students at BG. Um, thanks to one of my essays that I wrote, I placed out of one of the courses. So that was awesome. And then in the second one, I just really spent all my time and energy writing these papers about whatever they were about because I will write a paper any day over taking a test. My husband is the exact opposite. In college, it was like, Courtney, help me write this paper. I'm like, Brandon, help me do this freaking math homework because I hate it. Um, and so I just was kind of like, okay, like this isn't an organization, but it's a class. And I can either just write papers I don't give a shit about, or I can really just like put my all into my papers. And every time I got an email from my professor just saying how much she enjoyed my work, it was like, okay, like I have something here. And so that creativity just really ended up being poured into things that I was already familiar with because the things that are going to help you have direction are things you think about all the time or things that maybe you've dabbled around in or are things that maybe you don't think it's anything special, but it actually is to you. Think about that for a second. What are the things that you think about all day when you're at work or when you're in school? Like, what would you rather be doing? We'll touch on that again in a second. So really spent time diving into that. And then I started feeling like I had an identity in academics and I was not an academic and I freaking hated school, like I said, but being able to write and then be validated in my efforts made me feel really good. So how can I do more of that writing in design in future things? And that led me several years later or a couple years 
a year later, I'm sorry, my brain and time just does not work well together. A year later, started my website and it started as a blog of here's what's going on in my mind. So instead of journaling, I was typing it out and publishing this blog. Now, whether people read it or not, it was very therapeutic for me. And I feel like this is <laughs> how I view the podcast. This is therapeutic. Now I could write a blog about this stuff. Sure. But I feel like nowadays people much rather listen or watch something than read. And there's no reason that I can't, you know, write some of this stuff out and maybe I will start blogging again. But all that to say, I found a way to continue to do that. So when I wasn't in class, when I wasn't working on homework, I found my own outlet and that was simply starting a blog. Okay. And, you know, continuing on for that, that's where like, I really dove into social media and I had it like my, one of my, well, so my current Instagram page, because you could obviously like rename like your handle and your, you all that information. But when I really got the account started before it changed several different times, um, I had it as like a quotes page where it was just like microblogging. I view my Instagram as microblogging. That is a thought that could be elaborated on podcast or on YouTube or in long form, but social media is short form content. So it was like, okay, I don't really know who I'm writing to or who I'm writing for or who's reading it, but that was how I was able to kind of find that identity. But again, we, a lot of us struggle with that because it's like, okay, well, how is that an identity? That's a hobby. Well, when you really find something that lights you up, you can find your purpose in that work. I love volunteering. Now, have I had a ton of time to volunteer lately? No. And we're still like, well, things have opened up obviously, but like COVID era, like no one had more time than they had during, you know, 2020, even into 2021 when things were on lockdown, right? We had more time than we knew what to do with, but how many people didn't take that to their advantage or used COVID as, let me tread lightly. COVID is not an excuse. Okay. If all you did was simply get through the day, I'm proud of you. And I'm not saying you needed to do more than that. I'm just saying we did have a lot of time, but everyone used that time how they saw fit, right? You know, there are people that I know who are like, man, like I had so much time and I knew I wanted to start a business and I didn't start a business and now I don't have time and now I'm not going to do it. And it's like, okay, that's a mindset thing. Like, let's talk through it. Like, if that's something you still want to do, like no time is going to be perfect. It just so happened that no one knew how to prepare for a pandemic. No one knew what the pandemic was going to be like. So it was a really good time to kind of dissociate with whatever you did with most of your time during the day pre-pandemic. Interesting thought concept, right? Or thought process there. All that to say, we have time to sit and think if we allow ourselves to sit and think. And that's kind of what I did with college was, okay, writing, design, started a website. I feel like I have purpose started helping other people, you know, figure out what they wanted to do, you know, helping people with resumes. It was just kind of came back to how can I write and design and help people while helping myself in a way that I feel fulfilled. And that gave me a sense of direction to just get through college, which then eventually turned into graduating. And guess what? I felt stuck again. It's at those like lifestyle changes or those big chapters or that next phase in our life where we're going to feel stuck until we get into a flow. And until you get into that flow, you might feel like you don't have direction because that whole entire time you are finding your footing. You are creating that direction. So it's okay to feel lost and feel frustrated and feel stuck. But what's going to guide that next step is figuring out what do you want to do in that time? 
So we graduated by we, I mean, me and my husband, Brandon, um, we moved to a different city in Ohio from where we went to school. And when we moved here, I was like, oh my gosh, like we graduated. Now we need to like have big kid jobs. And Brandon had a big kid job lined up. Now, remember, I never really knew if I wanted to go to school, let alone the thought of working for a corporation was a lot of pressure because there was one specific person who I'll never forget, not for the best of reasons, during my time in college. Well, there are several different pivotal moments, but the one person had made a comment about a place that I was interested in working and this was like an internship. And um, he had basically said like, who is that? Like, cause it was all like, oh, if you're not working for a household name, like you're wasting your time. And I'm like, what a shit way to view the world and life. Like how is your value and worth tied to the company that you're working for? And again, I bring this up because how many of us feel like, oh, I work for whoever, or my job title's not that impressive. I'd rather not talk about it. Or, well, I didn't go to college. Should I feel like bad about that? Hell no, right? So I feel like we're made to have all this pressure to do and be whatever that identity is that society tries to push on us. And that's what I didn't want to succumb to. I didn't want to succumb to that pressure after recently graduating and trying to find a job. And Brandon is awesome for lots of reasons, but he knew that I thought differently and that I couldn't just take a job and do something because I would probably hate it. And so he pushed me and gave me the space to create what was my first business, which was LCN Events. So August of 2017, I started um, my business, but it was filed as an LLC, which is Lifestyle Courtney Noel, and filed the DBA, which is doing business as, as LCN Events. And I knew weddings, I knew design, I knew social media, I knew marketing, uh, writing, advertising, and just basically put all of that into creating this business. And nothing lights me up more than building something, building a concept, a product, a service, an experience. And that's why I really love, you know, from an outside perspective of like the fitness and nutrition stuff of working with other business owners to build their brand, to design a logo, to design a website, a freaking love website design, you guys been doing it, like I said, since 2015. Um, damn, that's a long time. <laughs> anyway, so I've been doing it for a really long time and it's just like, okay, those things that I liked and that I enjoyed had followed me. And I just kind of kept that in my back pocket until it was like, okay, I need to do something with this. And so I did. And all that to say that instead of allowing myself to keep feeling stuck, it was like, okay, let's tap into the things that I really do enjoy and see what can come of it. And later, you know, that turned into um, working for different companies, doing events that turned into collaborating with other businesses to put on a event. It turned into obviously helping people with their weddings, but that also turned into me helping wedding professionals like establish their business and their brand. And then later turned into how can I set up like little um, mini events for professionals to learn more about the wedding industry. And then COVID happened. So as soon as I was finding my groove and my identity in that flow in being someone who is an event and wedding professional, COVID happened. And around that time was when I was diagnosed officially bipolar. Uh, with bipolar disorder. 
And so my mental health became my priority. And it wasn't necessarily my priority when I was doing weddings because I was so consumed in that, that I didn't really care about my health. I just cared about doing all the things all the time and being everything to everyone except for myself. So then the new identity crisis sat in because it's like, okay, now I'm coping with a chronic diagnosis, chronic illness. Um, I'm also coping with the fact that I'm not a wedding planner anymore and that I really don't have a business right now. So that was hard. And then it was like, oh my gosh, like maybe I do need to get another job, which again, Brandon never put pressure on me to do so. But I felt that pressure again. I felt the pressure of not knowing who I was, not having a direct sense of direction and identity to have to put that pressure on myself to figure it out. And that's awful, right? Because how many times can you stop and think, hey, like maybe I was making that into a bigger deal, or maybe I put those expectations on myself or no one was holding all of that weight on me. I was doing it in my head. I was doing it to myself because I feel like a lot of times we put this level of, excuse me, expectation and pressure to have things figured out all the time that it makes it really easy for us to just kind of want to self-isolate. And that's exactly what I wanted to do is I, during that time, I wanted to self-isolate. I didn't even want to think about job searching. I didn't want to think about anything other than who the heck is Courtney now, right? Who am I in this stage of life, in this chapter of life? What do I want to do? And how much time do I need? And that's kind of what turned into, okay, I'm going to go from employer, which it was just me, but technically employer or self-employed to a time of, I am going to work for someone else. And so that really gave me this eye-opening experience that, okay, I can do something different and it doesn't matter what people think and that whatever role I take on, that is not my identity. Because people who knew I was a wedding planner and owned my business and then went, you know, through everything that went on through COVID and started working for someone else, it was kind of like, well, now what is she doing? Have you ever been in a situation like that where you switch jobs or you move or you're doing something else and people are like, oh, well, now what are they doing? And you kind of feel judged a little bit. Raise your hand. <laughs> Me. It's so many different points in my life. Um and that was kind of hard, right? Because it's like, oh, well, you know what? This is what I'm doing at this stage of my life. And I felt again, that pressure of, well, you know, other people found ways to still do stuff with weddings. And for me, it was kind of like, this is a good pivotal moment because weddings were difficult on me physically, just as much as mentally and emotionally. So it's like, maybe I could have figured it out, but it just felt like the time of another pivot. And so when people would be like, oh, you went from weddings and being self-employed to doing more marketing stuff, like I said, design and writing and social media, all of those things are things that I always had interest in. So it wasn't like I was totally off kilter, kilter there, whatever the word is. And so that's where that identity crisis sat in again, because people put so much pressure on, you know, what you do is who you are. And that's just not true. So I want you guys to kind of stop and think for a second, just listening to that. Can you relate? Can you relate to, you know, who, who were you prior to the pandemic? That's a big question. Who were you prior to the pandemic? What did you do? What did you like to do? What did you love? What did you hate? Who are you post pandemic? Right? Same things. What do you do? What do you like? Who are you? What do you dislike? 
where is the overlap or what was going on prior that you should try to bring back into your everyday now? I think that was a big way for me to kind of piece things back together and get back on track with that direction was it wasn't that I was a wedding planner, right? I made that my identity and that is where I felt that identity crisis once the pandemic started because I wasn't a wedding planner. Instead, it was, hey, here's the things you were doing as someone who wore the title of wedding planner. How can you keep doing those things? Because those are the things that you love and that's who you are, not that title that you're wearing at the time. And I think that's really powerful because that's how we become unstuck. We have to dissociate, disassociate who we are with what we do. And allow ourselves to feel stuck, but then find ways to be unstuck. And that's truly how we overcome that crisis. And that's exactly what I did. I ended up working for some people for a little bit, kind of found my footing, started brainstorming what my next move was, Um, knew I wasn't going to stay there long-term, even though it could have been something, but I ended up not really liking it, turned into something else uh, with a different company that was a startup and I really enjoyed it. It got me into the health and wellness space and things just kind of started to make sense for me to start studying and building this new business, which is what I've been doing now for the past year, which is kind of crazy to think about it. Um, so you kind of have to give yourself grace at different points in your life. You know, when this topic was submitted about, you know, feeling stuck in identity crisis and directionless, I think that There's a lot of us who don't realize that it's not just us, that a lot of people feel this way all the time and that you can fall in and out of being stuck in and out of feeling directionless and you can fall in and out of an identity crisis. But the way to get through that is to reflect back on different chapters of your life, different seasons of your life and what did you enjoy doing and how did that follow you? And finding a way to kind of get real with yourself and be vulnerable with the people around you and just kind of think through like, who are you? What do you want to do in life? What do you enjoy? And are you in a situation or season of life where you really need to reevaluate and shake stuff up a little bit? Maybe you do. And remembering that that's okay. Again, we don't have to be on this straightforward path. Like life is not linear, Right. It's up and down and left and right, twisting and turning, one step back, three steps forward, whatever that looks like. But that's what makes it so beautiful and unique to each of our stories is it's not like, I guess the way that I like to view being stuck in this whole identity thing is that we are who we are, but in different seasons of life, we allow ourselves to fully step in to who we are without fear of judgment. And that's kind of where it got me to the point of, okay, I'm going to be unapologetically me. And if people don't understand what I'm doing, that's fine, right? We don't, even though we crave being understood, not everyone's going to understand. And it's not our job to make everyone understand. Instead, it's doing what we enjoy doing and putting it out there and being proud of our story, being proud of who we are and realizing that we will find our sense of direction when we stay true to the things that make us, again, who we are. So permission granted, which is another podcast episode, um, but permission granted to allow yourself to sit in that feeling of stuck, to reflect on, you know, 
the things that you like and don't like and what lights you up and what wears you down and to just kind of think of, you know, where did you think you, like, what do you think you wanted prior to, you know, three years ago, five years ago? What did you think you wanted versus where are you now? Where are the similarities? Where are the differences? How can you still push forward to the things that you thought you would be doing? And remembering that we don't need to find identity in a job or in a relationship or in an organization. Um, We don't need to find our identity in any one thing. I think we know who we are and the things that we enjoy, again, are not random. And those are the things that we need to tap more into. And when we give ourselves that creative freedom, that's when we're going to start to feel unstuck. So I feel like this episode might have been a little all over the place, but I feel like most of my episodes are just because again, these are, you know, raw, real and unedited. I'm not going to sit here and feel like these have to be perfect. You know, when I do these, I want it to feel as if you guys are just sitting here having a conversation with me. I want it to feel like you're talking to a friend. I don't want it to feel like you're just listening to something and going through the motions. I want it to be interesting. I want it to be something that you can see yourself in. And I really do think that, again, that's what makes us beautifully unique is when we just tap into our story and be who we are and allow it to be messy, allow it to be imperfect. And I think that's what makes the sense of direction kind of really cool, right? Is that we can think we want one thing or think we want to do something and then end up moving forward in a different way. And then all of a sudden it's like, that's how you get unstuck by doing something or reflecting on something or just allowing yourself to be, do, or say something that maybe you haven't fully given yourself um, permission to say or do or be or whatever. Um, But yeah, so really, really appreciate um, the time that these people took to submit those topics. Hopefully you were able to take something uh, away from this, or if anything, maybe it was just a little source of inspiration uh, or a little source of entertainment, right? Um, But I think it's just really important to remember that you are who you are and you should find your identity in you and not something else. So If you enjoyed this, let me know. Go ahead and leave a rating or comments on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this. Again, whether it's podcast, Google Store or Google Play Store, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, whatever, wherever you're listening, leave a comment. Um, If you're on YouTube, drop a comment and then check the show notes, guys. Like I want you guys to listen to this and be like, I really want to hear court talk on this. And remember starting next month. Okay. Well, today's the 30th of November. So I guess next month is still considered December until tomorrow, but January, I will be bringing on guests to talk about certain topics and share their story. So if there are topics that you want other guests to discuss too, please, please, please leave a submission. You do not need to share your personal information, not even your name if you don't want to. But I think it's really powerful for all of us to hear other people's stories because we're going to feel heard, seen, valued, appreciated, all of the things, Um, even more so when we can reflect and find comfort in someone else's journey and story. So that's what I've got for you guys today. Really, really appreciate you guys hanging out and listening. And yeah, to be continued. I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya.